Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Practice of being aware of awareness. Maybe we'll start with a short poem by Shalane Harkin. It's called The Hallway. What if there's no such thing as ignorance? but just a long series of doors in the hallway towards light. So again, the hallway, Shalane Harkin. What if there's no such thing as ignorance, but just a long series of doors in the hallway towards light? So for me, that directs me to start exactly where I am. There's a sense of sitting in the chair. I can feel the back against the chair, feet on the ground. I, I feel that. I know that. I can hear some drips in the gutter. I can hear birds, traffic in the way distance. I hear that directly right now. There's a smell of kind of dampness. something earthy. I smell that. I see, even though my eyes are closed, like the light that kind of filters through the eyelids. Somewhat pinkish brownish, grayish. I see that. And I taste just the little bitty remnants of the sip of chai I had. So in this moment, starting right where I am, I'm not 
if ignorance is confusion, right? Not knowing something. I'm not confused about being the lingering taste of chai that comes and that goes. I'm not confused about being the sounds of the birds or the drips in the gutter. They are temporary, they come and go. And to, I mean, I just intuitively know that's not me. Same with the other experiences that come in through the senses. I am aware of those experiences, those sensory perceptions. I'm not confused that I am them. But I, I know them. I know them directly. Likewise, I know the sound of this dog barking. I'm not confused, I am that. It comes and goes rather suddenly. So what is essential to all those experiences? So if we're following Shillan's Harkin poem, the hallway, Again, what if there's no such thing as ignorance, but just a long series of doors in the hallway toward light? So those experiences walk me down the hallway and they point towards the light, but they're not the light, right? And that I'm none of those things. We are none of the, we know we're none of those things. But what's the common denominator? I, I'm here throughout all those experiences, all those sensory knowings. What's the through line? And of course, it's, it's the knowing of them. So can I turn attention around and get a little more interested in what knows all of that? To what does all of that arise? And a little less fixated on the object itself. What knows all of those experiences? And for that matter, go to any experience over the entire course of our lives. What knows it? 
the answer is I do. You know, I was there. I was there each time. I knew them. And while it's helpful to disentangle ourselves from that which arises, as identification can also arise right along with it. So it's a helpful first step to unmerge ourselves from the various knowingnesses. The second step is to turn right towards that knowing, that I, our direct experience of existence, right? We all have that knowingness that we're here, that we exist right here, right now. Do you exist? Yes. How do you know? We all turn inward and check, and we all, all 8 billion of us, go to the exact same place. It's the exact same knowingness. Yes, existence is present. And the word given to that existence by 8 billion in whatever language is I. That's the word we use. That's how it's referenced. So the next question in the hallway towards light, what is this I? What's the nature of it? What is it made of? So a useful question, because hard for mine to stay on a non-object, is to explore whether it is an object, right? Mine's looking for an object. Objects have beginnings and endings. Objects have a shape or a form of some manner. Does this direct 
felt sense of knowingness. Have a shape, can we find a shape? We find a form, a border, an outline. Demarcation points. So now that the reason we investigate whether we can find this I is well, one reason is because it, it illuminates the projection that plays out in the mind that doesn't announce itself as a projection. It, it says things like, I'm angry, I'm disappointed, I'm let down, I'm upset, I'm depressed. I'm finally satisfied. All the ups and downs and all the rounds of life are pinned on this I who's upset. I'm upset. It's got to change. I got to say something. This, this can't stand. This won't be. I'm now gonna just cycle into putting attention on thoughts all day long that I have been either mistreated or misrespected or whatever the suffering is. At the root of all suffering is the I that is suffering. Even if I believe myself suffering because something in the world, the suffering's happening here. This is, that's a local experience. And it happens on behalf of this I. So there's nothing, kind of ephemeral or conceptual about the implications of the continual conditioned belief in the existence of an I on whose behalf all suffering is claimed. So we go in to investigate to walk down that hallway towards light. 
can we find this I on whose behalf things are either going quite well today or things are not up to snuff. And so we look for this I. There's a sense of a me here. And I call it I. So let's find it. Maybe we, you know, be real systematic. We look in the feet for the eye. We've done this before, but we don't rely on a mental representation of a memory. We don't jump up to concept land. We stay in direct experience because it's in direct experience that we have the experience of being here right now. And awareness rarely lands on that shift from the I that is here right now in direct experience as a sense of being. And the I that ends up coming the central character in the play of our lives. So we look for that separate Me, look in our feet, we look in our ankles, our calves, our knees, our thighs, our trunk, right? Our bellies, our, our ribs, our chest. Up to the arms and the shoulders and down the right arm and down the left, we just look for this knee. upper chest and the neck, right, the jaw, the mouth, the ears, the nose, the cheeks, the whole, we just keep looking, forehead, top of the head, back of the head, side of the head. What does it mean that we don't find a separate me? What's the implication for the one on whose behalf suffering is claimed? Nuji in the invitation asks at this point in the inquiry, is this too big an insight for you to bear? And who would you be at that point to believe yourself to be bearing it? And you see the psyche just made a new you, a new I, a new separate self that has to go it alone, has to fight their way through a hostile world, has to fight their way out of the valley. 
if there is no you, what is here? Because our experience of existence is still intact. We didn't just undo that, did we? The knowingness that awareness is present is just as present, is it not? And what do we find? We don't find a me, a separate self. The sense of ourselves is still here. When we really look, what do we find? How would you characterize the nature of what you find? open, spacious. And you find a border, you look to the left. Keep, keep going left, 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 left. You ever run into a fence or a wall or any sense of limitation? Keep going left, keep going left, see if you find it. Go into outer space, keep going. Can you find a beginning? Can you find where it starts? Keep going left. Just keep taking awareness out to the left. What do you find? Now swing it back to the right. Just check out to the right. We're looking for a, an end point. We're not thinking about whether it has a boundary. We're not speaking those words. We're not going to our heads and imagining it conceptually. We're literally taking the flashlight of this inner knowingness and shining it to the right to see if we can come upon, discover, a boundary. A place where awareness ends. This awareness, this direct experience we're having right now, not the concept awareness, our direct experience of awareness. Does it have an end? Does it abruptly stop? Does it go around a corner and we lose the we lose the scent? We lose the connection to it. 
Like just keep going out to the right, out to the right, out to the right. So if there's no starting point on the left or ending point on the left and no starting point on the right or ending point on the right, Is it accurate to say that we actually know if we're in the center? The center is equidistance from the end, right? What if there's no end? Can we find an end? Now, mind presumes it puts us right smack in the middle, just the way mind presumes there's a person here and puts it smack in the middle of the story of the person. And ignorance is believing we are that person. We are the attitudes, attributes, and preferences of a psyche built up over a lifetime, maybe many. I don't know about that. Some say they do. I leave that open. Do you find a psyche in this awareness? Do you find a personality? Again, we're just looking at our own direct experience of awareness right now. This awareness that knows it's aware. We're looking to see if it has an edge or a border, a beginning point or an end drop off. So we look right at this awareness and we ask, you know, do I see a me? Is there a fill in your name? Because I don't find an Ann here. I find wide open, spacious, empty, yet constantly being populated. With the arisings of mind, either thoughts or images and arisings of the body, sensations.
and sounds and smells and all the other inputs come into the senses. But I do not find a separate entity called me. The one on whose behalf the suffering is claimed. On whose behalf pride is claimed. On whose behalf attachment to outcome is generated. The one on whose behalf expectation is in play and important and imperative. I'll read that poem from Shalan Harkin again, which is called The Hallway. What if there's no such thing as ignorance, but just a long series of doors in the hallway towards light? What if every concept of a me is another door in the hallway towards light that we are invited to open, walk through, and investigate directly in our experience. Do we find that me? Or do we find the energy of expectation or the energy of disappointment? It's not to say those energies don't play through. But if we look very directly at our experience, suffering is not claimed on behalf of the energy. Suffering is claimed on behalf of the one who believes themselves to be subject to the energy, captive of the energy, the victim of the energy. No energy ever felt itself. No thought thought itself and no emotion felt itself. There needs a perceiver, a knower, And we notice perceiving is happening, knowing is happening. And that's actually a very peaceful process. It's just all allowed to flow through. Just presents as it presents for as long as it presents. If there's no me 
to make up a story about what it means about this me. It's seen for what it is. Energy arising in conscious awareness. And we are not the one it happens to. We are the conscious awareness it happens in. If we look, there's lots of space, room for all of it. What if all these energies seen through the lens of a child catching a glimpse of fireflies in the summer sky? They turn on and turn off. They're visible and not visible. They're aware of them, you're not aware of them. But there's kind of a wonder to it definitely an acceptance. There's an allowance, but there's also kind of an awe. There's a perpetual not knowing, right? You'd be walking around, you're like, wonder where the net, and then the fright, like right in front of your nose. <laughs> like, whoa. What if these thoughts and images in the mind, these sensations in the body, all have at their core the same substratum as the firefly? Just a little manifestation energy zipping around.
again, the poem by Shalan Harkin, The Hallway. What if there's no such thing as ignorance? It's just a long series of doors in the hallway towards light. Said another way, what if there's no such thing as not knowing the truth of what you are? It's the truth of what you are <laughs> that's exploring the hallway. That's either opening the doors or not opening the doors. What sees the door? What knows the hallway? And maybe even more importantly, what intuitively knows that it is walking towards itself and reunited with itself when it walks towards light, when it reunites with light. Laura Bedford led this beautiful contemplation of a very small little part of NTI last night that I feel to share. It's from Matthew, the end of chapter five. And T.I. says, stop judging your brothers 
as good or bad or different. Ask God within your heart to show himself to you. And it struck me that that's the essence of the practice of being aware of awareness. It's asking God within our hearts. to show himself to us. It is turning this divine flashlight of attention towards the divinity that literally lights eight billion lanterns of beingness. And request that that be shown to us in our own direct experience. Stop judging your brothers as good or bad or different. Ask God within your heart to show himself to you. NTI continues, he will answer you by showing you that your brother's heart is the same as yours. So you and your brother must be the same and therefore one. The divine light of awareness that illuminates our brothers is the same light by which we see. The meanness of this experience is the isness of the world. It is the same light 
all that is, is divine. There is only one source. You can ask anyone if they understood the question properly. Are you aware right now? They would go to the exact same place, check in on the exact same inner knowingness of this innate knowingness that knows itself. And they would say yes. Now we don't give it to mind because <laughs> mind is programmed to see differences and evolutionarily adaptive for survival to see ourselves as separate and run when something's going to get us. We can stay alive long enough to procreate. I get it. <laughs> but when survival is no longer the goal, And knowing the truth of what we are is what burns as our true desire. We no longer go to mind for answers. We no longer rely on mind as our counselor. We have set sail looking towards a different shore. And the way NTI puts that is, for only by exceeding the laws of men to follow the law of the heart can you find the truth that lies hidden there. We have to go beyond the laws of men, the laws of mind, the conditioned way of thinking to follow the law of the heart and to find the truth that lies hidden there. NTI continues, God is spirit. And spirit is all there is. And so you and your brother must be spirit too. God is spirit. And spirit is all there is. And so you and your brother must be spirit too.
in the last sentence of this end of chapter five, MTI Matthew. It is your heart that knows this truth. So it is by following your heart that you will be led to see the truth is true. Just invite us all to bring our true desire, our spiritual aspiration into our hearts. And light the flame that those words serve as the kindling for. So my spiritual aspiration since the last time of doing the Resolving for Truth retreat, the fabulous Reverend Jackie Greggs, which will come up, against in, come up again in January, which I can't wait for. It's such a great non-New Year's resolution. It's a, not what I want to do and feel bad about, but I want to live this year. So mine is 
to align with the field of non-judgment. And in contemplating Regina's sharing last Wednesday about recommitting to desire, I revisited it. I noticed it had gotten a little dry. It had become kind of a doing, more recognizing what I wasn't doing. You're not aligning with a field of non-judgment right now, baby. So I added two words. Which is, I desire to honestly and earnestly align with the field of non-judgment. This ever-present, always here, always available field. So stop judging your brothers as good or bad or different. Ask God within your heart to show himself to you. He will answer you by showing me that your brother's heart is the same as yours. And so you and your brother must be the same and therefore one. For only by exceeding the laws of men to follow the law of the heart, can you find the truth that lies hidden there? God is spirit, and spirit is all there is. And so you and your brother must be spirit too. It is your heart that knows this truth. So it is by following your heart that you will be led to see the truth is true. Shalane Harkin, the hallway. What if there's no such thing as ignorance, but just a long series of doors in the hallway towards light?
Lord, my God, when I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars and I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. It is a joy to sing this song with you all. Thank you. <laughs>